Yeah, talking about liquidiv.com, promo code Nooners at checkouts. You see us drinking it on the show every single day. Where would we be, Japes, without Liquid IV in our lives? Dehydrated, we'd have headaches, we'd be tired, yeah. exhausted. Yep. Not be able to get through the day, get through work. We'd be sick all the time. I'd be hungover. <laughs> Every single day. Love the liquid IV. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks out there, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. It's just a little tiny stick full of powder. Pop it in 16 ounces of water. You're good to go. What's your reckon, Jabes? Double or triple hydrated? I would say double. I'd say triple. What? Nay. I'll say triple today. Huge fan of Liquid IV. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration. With Liquid IV, get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code Nooners at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code Nooners at liquidiv.com. Yeah! Talking about expressvpn.com slash Nooners. Love ExpressVPN. You've got to have a VPN in today's world or you're not living your life right, brother. People are going to start stealing your passwords, all your bank info, everything. And I know most of you are probably thinking, uh, why don't you just use incognito mode? Let me tell you something. Incognito mode doesn't hide your activity. Doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why when I'm at home, I never go online without using Express VPN. Huge fan. I've had it for years. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on. It runs seamlessly in the background uh, of all my computers and my laptops and my phones, and it's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button, and you're protected. ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, like I was saying, phones, computers, uh, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you not to be using it right now. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash nooners, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash nooners. Expressvpn.com slash nooners. Head there to learn more. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ross Patterson Revolution! Brought to you by BlackRifleCoffee.com Oh, 
Today's the day, Jabes. Today is the big day. Is it? Oh, it is. You know what came out today. You oh. know the pre-order has begun for the sequel to the greatest novel ever written in this or any other generation, Jabes. Talking about when darkness falls, he doesn't catch it. It's out. The much anticipated. Oh, boy. Hey, fuck. I've been hit up for this for many, many years now. Um, yeah. I, what I didn't know is this, actually. I didn't know that at night she cries while he rides a seat. I'll hold it up in a camera. Um, I didn't know that this came out three years ago. Oh, that, my gosh. Isn't, isn't that crazy? Everybody was like, yo, man, we haven't gotten a new book in, th- in like three years. And I was like, shit. Take some time, guys. It uh, takes some time. It, you know what? In all honesty, though, it doesn't. It's not that it took me that much time because it, it doesn't. But I wrote Matt's book before that. So, like, I got commissioned to do that before oh, yeah. this. That's two books. So there is another. There's another book coming out right after this. Yeah. Um, but uh, a lot of people have hit me up saying, dude. I, you did it. I can't believe you did this. Um, Harriet Tubman's on the cover. You're welcome for that. Uh, I didn't bend. Not only did I not bend, I didn't break. Um, you're not going to fucking break me. Fuck you. Uh, so what the publisher said, I can't put Harriet Tubman chapter in the book. I'm doubling down. Not only did I, did I lead off with Tubman, she's on the motherfucking cover. Tubman, Patterson, Ending racism in 2018. Yeah. I don't want to say that I'm probably going to be the, the one that's responsible for ending racism. Sure. Globally. Um, uh-huh. But uh, I, I am. So go yeah. out and order um, pre-order. When darkness falls, he doesn't catch it. Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, all that shit uh, that, I, that, I, that I usually say about at night she cries. We've, we've got uh, when darkness both. falls. You can't get both. And that, that's what I want to go into. Oh, um, sorry. It is sold out. No, no, no. Um, at night, she cries while he rides his steed. is sold out almost everywhere. So, I mean, I'm talking, it is sold out of Amazon. It is sold out of Walmart.com. Uh, like, I, I think there's, a, there's maybe a couple copies left on Barnes & Noble. I don't know, by the way, if this is the publisher, like, trying to get back at me for, for doing this. Yeah. Um, with, the, with the sequel. I don't know what the deal is. I, I fired off an email this morning and I just said, hey, guys, um, I don't know if you're trying to make this like the Wu-Tang album where there's just like one copy left and people are going to be because there's there's bids on eBay uh, or not eBay, but uh, on Amazon from like third party sellers, like somebody selling the book for like eighty seven dollars. Don't don't buy that. No, I mean, you can. It's worth it. It's it's well worth the eighty seven dollars. But um, man, I. I I, I don't know what the deal is. So like whether they're trying to stifle everything because I, you know, they were pissed off that I didn't want to do the deal with them. Right. Um, whether they were pissed off at the, at the cover. Cause I turned in the artwork. Um, so it's just I, sold I don't out, know. sold out, sold out. It's sold out everywhere. I, look, the sales have been right. Right. Amazing. Anyways, like it you could saw just be that it could be, I find it, I find it extremely curious okay. that, we go on pre-sale for, for when darkness falls, he doesn't catch it. Right. And then all of a sudden the rest of them are sold out everywhere. Uh, look, maybe people were like, a lot of people came in to buy this one before the other one came out. I don't know what the deal is, but like the publisher has been mum on it. So 
I don't wow. know. I don't know what the answer is. Wow. Uh, controversial cover, controversial book. We'll see. But look, go out and pre-order uh, when Darkness Falls. He doesn't catch it. it it's uh, the pre-orders mean a lot. They're super helpful, and they all count towards the first week of your numbers. So yeah. when it gets released, August fourteenth to the world, and it is to the world. By the way, I found another place and uh, another home for it. And okay. we're talking like this is out. This will be out in China, Australia. Like I mean, fucking worldwide, Germany, England, all of it worldwide. So you can literally order this worldwide. If it's all of these sales, if it if you guys go out and buy it, just just one every if every every listener just bought this, just pre-ordered a copy of When Darkness Falls, he doesn't catch it. I would be a bestseller opening week out of the gate, um, a New York Times bestseller. Nothing anybody can do about that. And that would right. be that's the ultimate dream in my life. I have nowhere else to go after that. Um, okay. I'm going to keep doing the show, obviously, and keep sure? writing books. But like, if but I my hit, heart won't be in it, you know? No, it will. <laughs> I I, I, but, but I mean, uh, mentally, when you have that dream for so long and you yeah. achieve it, um, you know, I, I assume the next step for me is just like, great, I want two. I want three on there. I want yeah, four on there. I don't see you being the type of person that's like, okay, I've made it to my ultimate goal. I'm not. That's it. I don't set any more. <laughs> like, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but but I, I. You'll bit, celebrate it for about a week and then you'll be like, okay, probably, on to the next. Probably. Maybe I know. A couple maybe a days, days. A couple days. Maybe days. I'll go on a bender for a couple days. I might force you to go a week. You do. You do force me to, to do stuff. To be like, live in it. Yep. Be happy about it before you move on to your next like goal that you want to set just a second yeah and we've talked about this uh, briefly on a, on a couple other shows but um one of the biggest reasons why i do this show and drinking bros as well is uh i'm always searching for inspiring people or inspiration or so- something um i've always wanted to sit down with uh with kanye which we'll talk about later in the show or taylor swift or fucking uh the the best writers the best uh, kobe the the best basketball players the best athletes mike trout um on the planet and just pick their brain about motivation and how you get to certain places mm-hmm. um i enjoy that um uh, we have a guest on next week for episode 200 which is massive like massive massive like beyond like holy shit i never thought that we w- I would ever talk to that person in my life, right. let alone him be on my show. He's one of those guys where I was just like, dude, what, what was it? What was the drive? What's, uh, um, what was the motivation to continue going once you've reached the pinnacle? Um, and, and I found an, an article about Kevin Durant. Um, the playoffs, the NBA playoffs are on right now. Golden State Warriors. He switched teams, went from Oklahoma City to Golden State. And... He said, you know, they were like, what's it like after winning a championship? That was your entire life goal was to win an NBA championship. And I found it interesting. He goes, because uh, he's been getting a lot of technical fouls this year. And, uh, and he said, look, that's the reason why I'm getting so many technical fouls is because I, I want another one. He goes, what I found was after I accomplished my dream of doing this, it was empty. And he goes, now I want like nine. He's like, I don't think right. I'd be satisfied unless I got like nine championships. Right, right. But Whereas a lot um, of people are satisfied with one thing and then that's it. They're off into the, the sunset. Uh, you're right. I'm like, I'm not going to be satisfied with one, but I need the first one to fall. And uh, your pre-orders will help. Again, if just one, every listener just bought one copy. I'm never asking you to buy shit. Um, we have sponsors at the right. top of the show. 
who pay for the show to be on the air. I enjoy all the sponsors. I use all We're their sponsors. We're telling you about them, but you don't need to buy them in order to Live. listen to the show. We yeah. don't do Patreon where you have to like pay to get any bonus exactly. or anything like everything's totally free not saying that we're amazing and martyrs not at all not at all but we are <laughs> but we are but you know <laughs> so uh, to, to end my rant about my new book if everybody will please go out and buy a copy um uh, just pre-order a copy uh it would mean the world to me and again these numbers stack up and they all count for the first week of the new york times bestseller list a lot of people don't know this about the new york times bestseller list is you just have to make it for one week. And That's how it. many copies? Uh, in hardback, it, the numbers vary week to oh, week, okay. but it's, uh, I will say for hardback to make the list, it's about uh, 6,000 copies, 7,000 copies. Easy, guys. We have, Easy. We have a lot of listeners. It, it would be awesome if everybody, if everybody's bought one copy, I'd be it tomorrow. Um, and, uh, but the thing is this here, here's the thing that they don't tell you is it resets after a week. So after the first week of sales, the reason why oh. pre-sales are so big. Because it can all count to that first. All of it will count for that first week. week. So from now to August 14th, if you pre-order When Darkness Falls, he doesn't catch it. It counts. And I can be a best New York Times bestseller that what week. What will you do? Selling 7,000 copies in like the second week, the Harder. next week. It's Harder. hard. You can't go back really. Um, what will you do for the people? Oh, if, if, if you, we do it? If you do it. What, oh, like, boy. What thing will you do to your body, to other people's bodies? Um, I'll, I'll, I think you need to think about something. I got it. I got oh, it. Oh, you got I, it. I got it. I'll, I will get uh, St. James Street James tattooed somewhere on my person, on my body. Okay. Well, okay. I'll, I'll get that. Like, uh, when you start tattooing your own character names you created on your body, like almost that's, like uh, Steve-O's face on his back. Yeah, I'm not gonna get a picture, but I'll get it. I'll get the name written somewhere on me. Um, okay, we'll think. We'll think. It. We'll. Th that's one. That, that's one. That's one thing. I wanna let's, two. let's hear I'll, from I'll, the people. I'll I'll do another one as well. What they want I'll, you to do. We'll go two. Um, I the the because I get the the demographics of where these books are being sold. Okay. The biggest city. That that buys the most books will do a live show there. Okay. I don't care what city it is. Anywhere in the United States. I'll go to fucking Anchorage. I'll go to Anchorage, Alaska, if that's where all of the book sales come from. We'll go to Anchorage and do a live show. Okay, we'll talk to the boys. Get everybody out there. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just me. We'll we'll go. Fuck. Oh, okay. You and Jabes, dude. Me I'll, and James. I'll have the ultimate crime corner for you guys. Yeah, a live crime <laughs> corner in front of wow. your face. And that, you know, I may have to commit that crime in your state and then do the crime and corner do the crime later corner before afterwards. I get arrested. Yeah. yeah. And okay. I, I, look, I apologize for the shameless <laughs> plug. I know everybody's waiting for this book to come out. Um, uh, it's done. The audiobook is almost done. Um, yeah. We got it. We got that an one's really fun. We got an Oscar winner to play Tubman, so. No bigs. No bigs. No bigs, um, guys. We did, I will say this, though. The book was so aggressive. We did it. We did it to sign NDA was with the, the actors who were in it. So we were not allowed to say their names. You may be, if you're a fan of our stuff, you may be able to guess. guess but I will not be able we, to. I will not be able to publicly tell you. If you I'll meet up you with us way. in private. Maybe at the live show or something or, or whatever. <laughs> we may be able to like blink twice or something like that. Yeah, but um, yeah. it's that aggressive that people like, yeah, I want to do it. I want to do it with you guys. But like 
you can't like say you, you can't use my name. You can't say that I did. And, and that happened with uh, the Mary J. Blige. You every every actor. Yeah. Well, the Mary J. Blige thing. I don't. I don't care from Dawkins now. Like that. And it wasn't like the same type of thing. But um, this yeah. is like love you guys. Yeah. Want to do it? Want to read it? Oh yeah. You yeah, have yeah. to please not say my and name. The, it, and you're like weird. Yeah. Well, look, I, it's a sensitive. I guess I would do that. It's a sensitive time in Hollywood right now, and everybody is afraid. There were people that I called to do the book that are my faves. And they said, no, um, you know, yeah. you know, one of them who I was just, I, I was really pissed off about and sad. And, uh, I offered a decent amount of cash for, for him to do it too. And, uh, I, it's somebody I work and with a lot. he's a fave too. And like, it's a friend, friend, fave loves the thing. I mean, we have to respect that his decision or whatever, as far as like, I, I don't, whatever career, he's trying to do like i don't agree with it but you have to be like all right man you do what you got to do like for yourself but like you're missing out there there, there isn't any whatever. thing for my friends that i wouldn't do creatively for my best friends and, and do um, like everyone else like just don't say my name exactly like, i'll do it for yep. you i'll take the money yeah shit yeah i'll hang out with you for a couple hours like as a friend i would for sure do that and the people that are in it were the diehards like that that were like Love you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I'll yeah, do yeah, the yeah, next yeah. thing and yep. you can say my name. Yep. But like, I just want to. Boy, uh, that one. There, there's one. And I'll tell you what. After the book comes out, I'll talk about it on air. Um, who it was. Okay. So once everybody hears it and listens to it, then, then I'll talk about who it was and why. Um, but, but again, it is super aggressive across the board, this book. I, I haven't read anything this crazy. Um, I really ramped shit up from the last one simply for the fact that I knew everybody is to. waiting for this saying, to. dude, I, you got to go hard as shit. Um, and in times like these, which I hate saying. In times like these, you learn to love again. Um, you're welcome. Yep. Um, I hate saying that, but like you either have to go completely over the top and be like, fuck everyone. Yeah. Or do nothing of value. So if you walk the line, which we talk about all the time, if you yeah. walk the line yeah. and you, you make sure everybody's good and those people, they wouldn't piss off their agents or whatever, like your piece of art would be a piece of shit. Yes. So you just have to go for it and, and you'll find the people that will appreciate it. Yeah. I, and look. That feel the same way. The, the first book did really fucking well. Um, and I and that was a way different time. So this one's worse in a like yeah worse climate so so yeah to to put it in perspective what, what what you're saying is um again at the top when i said this was three years ago this was in 2000 so at night she cries came out in 2015 right. at the time like fuck man i i look you know i i sat down with it was judith regan who did the book right um she also did that oj simpson if i did it queen of controversy yes um, huge media mogul. She did the book, was amped. I flew out, had lunch with her, the whole staff. Uh, I obviously flew there multiple times to do uh, publicity and go over the cover and do all that other shit with them. Um, when, I, when I talked to her after this, like... Uh, Controversy was more novel back then. I think... It was more of a like little thing instead of an everyday occurrence. Yeah. I, I, I just... 
I think it's sad what's happened. Um, and that's why I came out super hard with the cover. Because just from the cover of When Darkness Falls, he doesn't catch it. Everybody's just like, whoa, holy shit. You went for it. And we're just like, yeah. Uh, and you can, you can judge a book by its cover because I'm going hard as fuck on the inside as well. Like right. all the way through. And um, I just think at that time that this one came out, it was everybody was different, man. Before the election, like Trump was never even in the picture for running for president, like nothing. Mm. So, you know, comedy, uh, arts, everything. People were pushing it, doing edgy shit and uh, nobody was hypersensitive about anything. Now it's, it's the exact opposite. And it's just like, oh, God. Um, but I think in a weird way, this addresses that because it's like, not to like keep talking about the book, but like it addresses the fact that like, if you actually do read the whole thing and don't get like, let's say like a liberal person, like if they read the whole thing, they would actually see like that. It's not as controversial as they're like initially thinking. If you and if you know what I'm saying, yeah, and I go after all races, everything, like if genders, you read it, it's everything just in like, this book. We are just like, oh boy, it across really the board, is like calm the fuck down, people. Yeah, um, but look, we've received fucking hundreds of messages about this. So, um, it, look, it lives up to the hype. Uh, please pre-order a copy, and with that, we'll get to the sponsors. And hop into the show, James. Uh, first and foremost, talking about BlackRifleCoffee.com. Is it? Ooh, it's right there. Look at this. Oh, look at you. Ooh, look, look at you. You, look you have it. You. Oh, look at you. You have it. Oh, James. We're going to get to your Asian voices soon. Um, oh. A lot of controversy about that. <laughs> what? Throwing change into the thing. Oh, uh, oh good rock. Yep, yep. We're going to get into that. Uh, first up, <laughs> I like how we're just alienating like every Chinese person from buying Black Rifle Coffee right now. No, um, you. that's your favorite race. It is my favorite race. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, shit. I, look, you know that. If you listen to the show, you know it's my favorite race. <laughs> um, I think you should give those, those motherfuckers a pass. Like, uh, you notice they weren't on the ban list. Because they come over here and contribute to the goddamn country is what they do. They throw coins. I, they, I they work harder than everybody else. I don't, I don't really give a shit. I love the Asian community. I love the Asian culture. I really do. I appreciate it. I do. Even when... Uh, we'll get to the sponsors in a second. I was in uh, my hardest class in college was I had to take a fucking chemistry class. Mm-hmm. Majored in journalism. Uh, didn't didn't uh, want to take chemistry whatsoever. And uh, but you had to take one. You had mm-hmm. to take this one chemistry class, and I took it. And it was graded on a bell curve. And I got how there was like fifteen Asians in there, housed. Yeah, that feels like ruining housed by the Asians. I I got a feels like you ruin it. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're just smarter than than everybody else. That's true. I, like, I have no problem. I'll give them that. They're I, not gonna. No, there's gonna be no Asian NASCAR drivers. I'll take it a step further. But they're real smart. Yeah, I'll take it a step further. I talked to the professor about this because af- after this, after my grades were coming in, I, I have traditionally in my life always gotten great grades. Um, college, I didn't really. I, didn't, I wasn't really so much focused on the grades because you can't do anything with it unless you graduate like alpha cum laude or summa cum laude. Mm-hmm. That, that can go on a resume or something. What I was going to do with my life, it didn't really matter what I got. But I still tried. And after the first test, I was like, I, mean, I think I got like a 42. Mm-hmm. And it was graded on a bell curve. And I was like, oh, fuck. And I was like, hey, man, second test, same thing. I got like maybe a 46. And I was like, I'm not going to pass this class. So I talked to the professor and I said, hey, 
I, I, this bell curve, man, isn't really fair for someone like me. And he was just like, what do you, what do you mean? And I was like, well, um, I'm gifted. <laughs> this isn't my major. Um, these, these guys were, they had to take it as part of their major. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to major in chemistry and all that shit, that's, that's your first class that you're taking. Yeah. For me, it's the one class that I needed for my, my thing to continue on, you know, just to, you have to take a bunch of classes to show that you're a, a basically decent, relatively smart human being and can move sure. forward and well-rounded. Mm. Um, and I, when I, I said to him, I said, look, not only is this not my major, but these, uh, these Asians are really killing the curve. Um, buddy, buddy. And he goes, uh, he looks at me and he goes, Oh, wow. Uh, that's, that's shocking that you would say that. And I was like, it shouldn't be because they're smarter than me. And like, there's nothing I can do. I studied my ass off. I just immensely can't, I'm not on their level. Immensely right. can't compete on that level of smart. And most of those guys are going to be chemists. Like they're, that's what they're here for. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm, I'm not. Therefore, when you grade on a bell curve, I know those 15 Asians in my class are going to get better grades than me. I'm, I'm automatically going to be at the, the end of the bell curve. There's nothing I can do. Right. And he was like, well, you can study harder. And I was like, I tell you what, let's, let's do this. I'll study harder and really go for it. We'll see how the next, te- the next test goes. And then if not, you sit with me after class and you ask me whatever questions you want. There one on this exam. And we'll figure out whether the fuck I was studying or not. Because I just need to pass this class. Right. And he was like, uh, okay. This, it was su- he was like, this is super unusual. This doesn't happen or whatever. Next test happens. I think I got, I got my grade up. It was like a 52. Oh, good. Yeah. But still, I'm failing this course. Sure. Um, and and I, would, I would have had to have taken it over again. And the same thing was going to happen to me again if I got the same professor. And I, so I sat down with him after class and said, hey, man, got a 52. Studied my ass off. I tell you what, why don't you ask me any questions you want about this exam or something else that was on the exam and tell me how I did. Um, so we did. Uh, re- redid it without a bell curve. Ended up getting like an 88, which isn't bad. I mean, it's, it's like a high B, I would say, you know, mm-hmm. almost a B plus. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's not, it's not me. And I was like, dude, you're going to fail somebody like me. I'm going to have to keep repeating this. Therefore, my, my parents are going to have to pay more money for college tuition. And I was like, I don't care what my final grade is. I just need it to be a D minus. And, and, and again, with a bell curve like this, there's nothing I can do to pass your class. Right. Um, and at the end of it, you know, we took, I think, one or two more tests. Same results happened. And I, I just walked up to him and I was like, hey, it's up to you. But, man, I'm paying shit ton of money to be here and I, I can't beat this. Did he pass you just to get he you did. out of his fucking face? He did. So he, I, he ended up giving me a D minus mm-hmm. in the class, which passed He's me. tired of dealing with your shit. I don't know. I, or if he, if he looked within and said, Hey, maybe say, Hey, the, the Asian kids are smarter. I would think as a professor, if you, you know, had been teaching for many years like that, which clearly you have to be, to be a professor at, at Ohio State, right. I would, I would figure he knows he fucking knows. He knows the Asian culture and the, and the, like the Indian, um, culture. They're smarter, man. Like there's right. n- not really much we can do. There's he a couple maybe trying to deny it. I guess. I mean, look, there's a couple that slip through here and there. Like you got your Bill Gates, you know, you got your Jeff Bezos, but, uh, let's face it. All the top scientists, all the top doctors in the world are you, are you usually Asian or Indian? Like that's just a chemist. Um, it's just what it is. Like, uh, it's just a different level of 
brain power than uh, us us white folk, you know? Yeah. I mean, our kid put a bucket on his head yesterday. <laughs> um, he was trying to put on a jacket for about a half an hour by putting the arm through the hood. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he, he, wanted, the, he wanted the hood on first and then tried to put the arms in. Um, <laughs> you looked at me and you were like, well, it's time to, time to call the teachers. He's gifted. He might He's be gifted, gifted, you guys. Yeah. Um, he might be. And we, like, here's the other thing is we have no problem admitting, like, yeah, our child is not gifted. He's super good looking. Um, oh, and he's <laughs> fine. He's he is. fine. He's a smart kid. But he is he's not by going no to be means. a chemist. Uh-uh. He's Mm-mm. not going to go into that same class no. that I took and beat the bell curve. No, no. no. And, and be the no. top. He's just no. not. And, no. and I don't I don't understand why people have a problem admitting shit like that. I really don't. Um, I, I don't give a fuck. It's like, it's like black people playing basketball. They're just fucking better, man. Right. Like nothing we can really do. Yeah, there's going to be a Dirk Nowitzki that slides in here and there. Um, you know, has a decent career and you're like, ah, great. He won a championship. Way to go, white guy. Um, that's not going to be the norm, you know? Same with rap. We're going to have an occasional white guy this slip feels, in like Eminem. This feels super racist. It's not. It is. It's not at all. Like In a good way, but it is. You, you ha- I think you have to, like, to get over all of this be shit honest. that you we were talking about at the top of the show yeah, yeah, with yeah, comedy yeah. and arts and everything else. Be honest about what what you do, what your strengths are, and how to play to them. Like there are stereotypes that are in place for a reason. Are there exceptions? Absolutely. Yes. Are the majority a majority for a reason? You know, as far as stereotypes, yeah. Yeah. like have they come up and have been for years and years for no reason? Yeah. Because some mean person said it about like or whatever. Like Asians can't drive. Like did that just come out of nowhere? I don't know. Sorry. I, I, it yeah. didn't. I, <laughs> it didn't. Every time you get cut off, you guys, every time something's like fucked sure. up, you drive next to it. Yep. However, it if, will if, always be an Asian, I, but, and they'll ruin your bell curve because they're super fucking smart. But if, if you're asking me who I want to be my doctor, you know, sure. Shit. I can, I can tell you who that is. Yeah. You know Wong what I'm saying? or Habibi. Yeah, exactly. Cause they, I, I know I'm getting the best medical care. I had, this is so bad. it's not, let's move on. No, let's move no. on. Um, I, I had a, oh, Lord. I had, I, I had a cyst on the back of my neck. Uh, that, that was grinding. Not to brag. Not, no, yeah, no, not to brag. Not, not to get to brag, sexy with but you. Sometimes I get cysts on my back. For some reason in LA, like three doctors couldn't diagnose it. They didn't know what it was or if it was cancer. And like there was a good like three or four weeks where I didn't know if I had cancer. And I was like, man, I need to get a second opinion from a real doctor. And you know what I did? I, like this is gonna sound terrible. I asked all, I, all my friends in the industry. I was like, who's the best doctor in LA? And uh, I got a list of ten names. Pick the Asian, went in, boom, diagnosed me. Fuck, he was like, uh, it's a cyst. He was like, you know, by the looks of it, I think it's going to be, um, you know, not cancerous. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I'll remove it and I'll give you the, re- the results back in, you know, two days. And I was like, oh, shit, really? Yeah, two days later, boom, on the hour, he called me. Mm-hmm. Cyst is out. You're good to go. It's benign. It's benign, you know, whatever the fuck it was. Don't have cancer. That was an answer I couldn't get from a white doctor in four weeks a month i thought i had cancer and i was like jesus christ man. right um so i ah, fuck it I, I don't care if people I, I hope you don't perceive it as racist just some races do better shit than other, other than others that's it <laughs> that's all there is to it um <laughs> blonde like, blonde white girls yeah. contribute 
almost nothing. Zero to the world. Zero um, to the world, and that's a fact. Even like Black Rifle, fun, dude. We're like fun to hang out with. Yeah, but that's about it. Hot. Um. So yeah. 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 The perceived like you know yeah hot yeah, hot. hot. Same with Black Rifle Coffee, our first sponsor. Um, hot. They're getting these beans from Colombia. Why? Best served hot. Why? Because uh, Colombians make the best coffee beans. Oh lord. They do. Can't grow beans, and you know. It's not like you're like, oh man, have you have you had that nice blend from Arkansas, that beautiful blend from oh. Fresno, that Fresno oh. blend. The climate is perfect for growing. Yeah, um, no, you, you trust the best. Black Rifle Coffee's uh, buying the beans, the best beans on the planet, uh, harvesting them shits right inside the warehouse. It's a premium roast to order coffee. Have it shipped to your house. Still wearing this goddamn hoodie. To get the apparel, um, yeah. because it, we're in the endless winter still. Spring has not sprung. Jesus Christ. I went out to the beach yesterday. I got a little sun um, today. I'm wearing a fucking hoodie again. Uh, I love Fuck it. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, weather. Weather. Um, go to blackriflecoffee.com. Type in the one-time promo code of REVOLUTION for 20% off. Uh, use it for the apparel. So winter's never-ending, apparently. Next up, we got strikeforceenergy.com. Um, squash, 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 make America grape again. Um, that's it. This is the jam. I fucking found out last night that all of the Boston Red Sox are hooked on strike force energy, by the way. Shut up. Dead serious. Dead fucking serious. There's a guy, uh, a famous trainer named Gunnar Peterson. Um, you know him in LA. He was he's the guy. Like everybody goes to Gunner. Oh, you gotta go by Gunner, body by Gunner, like Gunner oh, Peterson. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's been famous for years. Um I think always Chloe goes to him. Yeah, every every celebrity and their mother does. Um apparently he was a he, he's a huge fan of Strike Force Energy. Shut up. Yeah, and was training all the Boston Red Sox and like they're all hooked on it and they have all these fucking orders from the Boston Red Sox, like That's constantly amazing. coming in. Yeah, it's it, it's one of these products that's so good. I had this conversation with uh, Tyler Rainey from uh, Led by Iron. I'm doing a, we're doing a T-shirt with, uh, with Tyler Rainey coming up and Led by Iron. I'm super stoked about. Um, but he, he was the one who you know, was, was chatting to me about this story. And I was like, fuck, man. I think Strikeforce, to me, if this, once this gets out around the world, it's over. Like Everybody's going to start buying this shit and using it um so it's not surprising to me at all it's just they need to get more famous is all so uh try it they got four original flavors um grape orange uh original the original is still great by the way um those are my, uh, my og ones and the lemon i got a 40 count box 750 milliliter boom boom pop a couple squirts in and go go to strikeforceenergy.com type in the promo code revolution for 20 percent off they ship everywhere in the entire world next up we get straightrazors.com that's oh, a clean cut that's a clean cut that's a clean cut i like that a lot actually do you yeah big fan big fan james big fan go to straightrazors.com for the 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 finest shaving uh, equipment in the land they've also if you're a dude just buying shit for a dude they got uh beard oils mustache waxes shampoos conditioners everything you need to be a real man um i just Fuck, I just ordered order their smolder. Have um, 
Oh, it should be here by gotta, now. Got to um, re up. I, I use it this morning and I, cause I ran out this morning. I use, I get a little travel one too. So I use the travel one. You're like oh, using all the little, I know I'm, I'm using everything from the set now. Yeah. Um, I've, I just, I, I have ordered, we're in the middle of potentially moving. So, uh, things have been a little, uh, wonky dicey dicey um but uh go to straightrazors.com type in the promo code revolution for 20 percent off that's great for uh, like a really great father's day gift coming up um get him when darkness falls he doesn't catch and get some straight razors um get a, get a shaving kit for your father it's like the ultimate man's gift you that's know sweet yeah, it's nice uh last but not least we got the caillou app that's k-a-y-u um, you can download that for free on uh, iPhones, Androids, everything. Um, with Facebook, heading to the toilet, heading to the toilet. Big, huge dumpster fire. Yeah. Everybody's looking for new social media apps. Um, try this one out if you're looking to, to split uh, traveling, um, concerts, uh, vacations. You're looking for just someone to hang out with, someone to bang out with. Uh, go to the Caillou app. KYU, it's free. No strings attached. Check it out and find people in your area who have the same similar interest as you who like to get wet, who like to get their beaks wet. Um, I want to talk about real quick here because I was holding up the phone. I got it to work, by the way. Okay. What the was iPhone. the deal? Deal was this. Um, I, I'm over again. Over on your storage data. Oh, storage. And it melted down last night. So I. I had to plug it and physically plug it into the computer. There's, I would say that's one of the top five worst things on this planet of being out of storage for me on my phone and on my computers. You I, go through the same thing. I deal with it daily. As far as any editor yep. knows, that is your biggest thing of just like oh, storage. I just want endless fucking storage. Same with the phones. So I got this. I think this is what a, is this the six plus? Yeah. This, this, uh, seven. Ah, you're right. Seven, seven, seven plus, right? I uh, got it for the big screen. The reason I paid, it was a fucking thousand dollars for this goddamn phone. Mm-hmm. So the reason I paid that was I, you know, I do so many sketches. Everybody follows me on Instagram at ST James, ST James, uh, always says, dude, you got the funniest videos. How do you make these so quick and on the fly? It's because I do it on my fucking phone. And, uh, the, a bunch of people hit me up about the app. It's, it's perfect videos. What I edit on and I do it on my phone. Pop it up, it's quick, whatever. Problem is, it's so much fucking storage, all of these videos. And if you delete one, then the, the video's gone. I don't know how to transfer these to like a computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I bought the phone because it had 256 gigs. Um, gone. Just blasted all the way through those. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's not enough. Can, you, can we just make a fucking phone with, with one terabyte in it and call it a day? Right? Like, it can be the size yeah. of so, this. By the way. I'll take it a little bit thicker. Your, your, your dream is about to come true. So Apple's new phones this year in fall of 2018 okay. are, uh, they're calling them phablets, which is like a phone tablet. So it's going to be that big. Um, I hate that name. But yeah, I, I do too. Sure. It's, it's a fucking lame name. They're not, the phone's not going to be called the phablet, by the way. That's what they're, <laughs> I know, but what they call it even online. that that's like a thing. Yeah. The phablet. Mm, uh, yeah. Mm, so uh, you're going to get your wish. It's going to be a bigger screen, all that other shit. I don't know how you're going to fit that thing in your pocket, but I can barely fit this one in my pocket. I don't need a bigger screen. I can have it thicker. I, know. I just, I, like, dude, here's the thing Apple or any fucking other goddamn phone company, just put enough storage in there. Everything 
we do in life is videos, photos, all that shit. When I went, you know, when the phone melted down and I had to go and bunch and delete a bunch of shit, you know, I, I knew that the videos and photos were taking up a thousand gigs yeah. or whatever it was. Like, I don't want to delete them. Like, right. that's my memories. That's my shit. Um, I, 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 I want them there. Right. I don't want to put them somewhere else. And like, cause there's times when you go out or when you're sitting at home and, you, and you're like, man, remember when we bought the dog? Remember when you had a child? Remember when you, you know, and you can mm-hmm. scroll through and find those memories. Like, I don't want to go home, connect it to a hard drive. And then look it up. Like I want to be sitting in a doctor's office, make myself happy. You know? you know what I never do is look at like old concert footage, old grainy concert footage. Oh, you don't? Who does? I do. You do? I do, yeah. I'm the one. Just delete it. I don't. I, I, and I'll tell you why. Like, I, I forget about all of the shit that we do. And I want to keep some memory of it where it's just like, all right, cool. I want to keep doing cool shit. So you got to keep working harder. I'm going to uh, next weekend. Um, we're doing Drinking Bros. We're doing uh, some interviews down at a, a concert fest that I don't, I, I've never heard the name of this. It's called like Rockin' Jacksonville or something. Okay. But uh, it's three days. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne. Dope. Nice. Um, so we're trying to get Ozzy on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we, look, we've had Jack on the show. We've had Jack, no, Jack Osbourne on the show. No, I don't think it'll be that the issue. It'll just be a funny interview. I know. I, if we can do it. Um, I don't know what he's like. I don't know if he's still there or, uh, or what. I don't know. Because I, I haven't seen him do an interview in a long time. Yeah, me neither. So I don't know if we're going to get him. Uh, but the Foo Fighters are on the bill. Dave Grohl. Yeah. You can bet your sweet ass I'm going to be popping off some shots of Dave Grohl. Okay. On my phone. Some okay. vids on my phone. Some sweet vids. Um, Picks are sweet. It's just whenever I see people like filming literally the whole thing. Right. On their phone. My thought is always like, when are you going to watch that? Or like, who's going to sit well, there? And, I do only, you know what I mean? So I only do it for one song. So, because I don't want to ruin the rest of the concert, so I'm gonna do it for one song. I'll take a pick, do one song, and then boom, that's it. Not the whole song, just like a good thirty seconds, where it's right. like, all right, that was a nice memory that night. I right. liked it. Um, but this uh, this this Jacksonville concert, um, <laughs> I want to read you this lineup because it's super weird. Okay. Um, Rockville. Ro- Rockville. Yeah. Oh, are you on it? Are you on the thing right now? No, you just said it. Uh, so. <laughs> Welcome to Rockville. Um, it's very vague, I guess. Who would it's, be so on it's, a it's, Rockville? It's like three days. This the setup appears to be very similar to Coachella. Um, first night we got Ozzy Osbourne. Okay, like as a headliner. He's the headliner. Okay. Uh, underneath him is Godsmack. Um, underneath them is Five Finger Death Punch. Now, Five Finger De- Death Punch are coming on the show. So we, we have an interview with them. That's great. That's already locked. So we're doing them. Um, Good for you guys. Uh, yeah, look at, look at you, James. Um, <laughs> the Used. I don't know. I don't know yeah. them on Friday. The Used uh, are good. Uh, yeah. And then you're starting to, to go down the, the, the list here, right? Um, Saturday night. Uh, the, the headliner is Avenged Sevenfold. I don't know too much about it, Avenged no, Sevenfold, no. except that it seems like a hot topic band, you know? Yes. 
So I'm sure there's people that know about them. Stone Sour uh, is underneath them and then Breaking Benjamin. Now, Breaking Benjamin has been on Drinking Bros. Oh, that's sweet. Numer- numerous times. Uh, cool dudes. Great dudes. They were in um, uh, Drinking Bros Live, the Shea Eagle tour yeah. movie. Um, you know, shit. They, they came on stage and did a couple of songs with us. They're rad, good dudes. And uh, here's underneath them. This is going to be a surprising one to you. Stone Temple Pilots. How? how? Yeah. Yeah. That's what <laughs> but I. But how? I, that's what I was thinking as well of like, all right, how do you do that? Um, <laughs> uh, Asking Alexandria is underneath them. We've had them on okay. the show, Black Veil Brides. Uh, we've had them on the show. So um, we're, tra- we're going to get some of them back uh, to be on Drinking Bros and talk about some of the more crazier stories. Okay. Cause it, we got wild when they were on the show. They had some crazy fucking stories, and it was great. But I was like, man, I wasn't there, so I, I you know, I'm doing it by by conference. And, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So to be in front of them and really get to the shit and see what goes on backstage, like, all right, cool. Is that is that real? Was right. your was your hype real that you were talking about this whole time? Right, right, right. Um, right. Because if it's not, I'm gonna tell everyone. I'm gonna <laughs> tell everyone. Uh, Sunday, Foo Fighters. Sure. Amped about that. That would be awesome. Fucking, I've seen the Foo Fighters twice, um, two or three times maybe. And they put on an unbelievable live show where you're just like, holy shit. Oh, they give it. Uh, They give it. They don't take it. It's, uh, boy, some of the best in the game. Um, They go for it. And they play the hits too. Like they, they, they know. Mm-hmm. They, they know uh, they don't radiohead you no they definitely do not radiohead me cool. um cool. and they do like really funny covers so every concert i've seen them do like a really funny cover where you're like all right cool like i saw them do tiny dancer one night um, love it yeah like d- d- cool um queens of stone age is underneath them I-, I have not seen them live so i don't know that'd be good yeah um that means I- Grohl is like going for hours i don't know because he jumps over and does drums for them Oh, yes, you're right. Yeah. Shit. Shit. That's right. I wonder. Yeah, it's got to be. He's got to be doing. He doesn't care, though. He just, he'll play for fucking. I know. I know. He's, he's got to be doing drums with him. You're right. Yeah. Um, and then underneath him, this was super interesting. And if, I, if we get him on the show, it'd be fucking awesome. Hmm. Billy Idol. Huh. Yeah. Huh, 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 huh. And I wonder if that was at the request of. Dave Grohl or what that was no I think he has new stuff well look I, I know this for a fact like he's I, I, I could tear into about 50 jokes about Billy Idol um he's got a residency in Vegas and it crushes like he sells yeah. out every fucking night so I don't know I, I don't know what his deal is I know this every musician who who talks about Billy Idol speaks unbelievably highly about him so Maybe there's something there. I don't know. Okay. Um, uh, and then this last one I'm going to tell you is going to be really fucking funny because I railed against them, railed against them uh, two shows ago. Okay. Greta Van Fleet. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're going to be there. They're going to be there. So mm. if I can get them on the show, that would be amazing because all I want to ask is, hey, man, what were your inspirations? I know it was Zeppelin. And that's going to be the end of the interview. That's it. Rude. We're doing a 10 second gotcha podcast. Gotcha journalism. That's gotcha journalism. <laughs> I'm doing a 10 second podcast. That's it. Here we go. And you just throw the mic up and like walk out. Yep. I know it's Led Zeppelin, you little fuck. You fuckers. You fuckers. Um, so I, 
look, I, I will for sure try to get them on and we'll see how that goes. Uh, I'm going to miss you, James. And um, we're going to need the, the plug in, you know, the plug in. Yeah. We're going to need the plug in, you know, okay. we usually plug you in to get to the dudes and then they oh. come over and they're like, Oh, Hey shit. I gotta, I gotta talk to this fucking dude about my band. Um, I feel like I single-handedly kept Robert Dobby in the chair. I do too. I do too. For that Robbie Dobby <laughs> he episode. Was not, Dead serious. He was not, he goes, we plug you in right next to the guests. They warm up real quick and then boom. And then I leave. And then you leave. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, that's that's mm. true though. That's that's definitely yeah 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 so amazing. Um, do you have a crime corner today? By the way, I mean I do. I mean it's a twofold. What? Well, because the the Chinese lady yeah. is technically a crime. Who threw the change in the? Uh, is that true? Is that what happened um, on flight? Here's here is the headline. Another. Elderly Chinese passenger tosses coins into the plane. Wait, I need to. So this has happened before. Gotta, I gotta, you gotta, I gotta start it with this, obviously. Crime corner, okay. crime corner. Okay, I'll make this crime corner, you guys, okay? <laughs> oh, that's not your crime corner. This will be the crime corner. All right. I have another one, but it's like. We'll save it. Save it for next week. I'm going to save it. All I'm right. going to save it. You can't do two crime corners, you guys. Crime corner. Crime corner. Crime corner. Okay. So another elderly Chinese lady. Okay. Because this happens a lot. Right. Okay. And I wasn't lying. Okay. <laughs> here's, here's the best part. Where are we at? Where, where, where in the world does this take place? I mean, we're in China. Okay. 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 Sure. That no excuse. Got it. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> she was flying Lucky Air. Oh, uh, come on. <laughs> Did it have an R instead Ruck? of Ruck? No. Yeah. Uh, no. That would have been awesome, by but the way. But she was flying Rocky Air. <laughs> <laughs> but that wasn't enough for this elderly Chinese woman, this says. It wasn't enough that it was called Rocky Air, okay? Right. She needed to toss coins at the jet at the jet's engine to wish for a safe flight, <laughs> prompting authorities to detain her and ground the plane. Now, in my mind, <laughs> I'm seeing an old Chinese woman walking up because they like go on the tarmac and they walk up the stairs, right? Right. Just like throwing the coins, a good rah, yeah. and then like trying to get on the stairs. Yeah. But how stupid are you? I, I, I guess they, and this is again I guess they assume um, that the change is like when the propellers start up like the change is going to be blown off I don't, I don't know I don't know why that is uh, what did, so what did they do to this lady what was the punishment so I mean the, so the incident occur, occurred Wednesday and so according to authorities um, this was at least the second such report this year of a safety scare caused by a coin-tossing elderly Chinese. Oh, so boy. she's detained. Yeah. She's arrested. Yep. The plane is grounded, cannot take off. The other one, she's 76. Okay. <laughs> Taken into custody. Um, transport police said. Um, and it's not clear whether she's going to face charges. And uh, Yeah. 
Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then the other one, okay, so the other one was an 80-year-old. 80? An 80-year-old woman. Same country. Same country. Mm-hmm. 80-year-old woman delayed a China Southern air fl- airline flight um, six hours because she tossed nine coins at the engine from the tarmac while boarding with one landing and and staying inside the engine oh boy oh <laughs> I, I gotta give i gotta give that a morgan freeman oh boy oh no oh no and it's that kind of thing these that makes me like crazy hard-hitting crime corners really really gets me because i I would, i'm gonna be honest i didn't know whether or not after that last show if you if that was real what you said about the agents throwing coins into the thing and i was like it, it seems like that's not a thing Right now we've solved it on Crime Corner. Crime, Crime Corner. Corner. It's been a thing. Two wow. at least two times. It's wow. been a it's been a thing. I, on Rocky Air. On Rocky. And that wasn't enough <laughs> for this elderly Chinese woman. A good rock. Uh, a good rock, everyone. <laughs> Jeez. Um, <laughs> Want to talk about some uh, some exciting shit that's coming out this summer? I've uh, look. I'm I'm. Uh, legendary for bitching about not enough great music and content uh, coming out. And uh, in the last two days, like nine people have announced dates for their albums and I'm super stoked. Should be a big summer. Okay. Um, who? Ironically, nobody in the rock world. Like, I don't know what the fuck, I don't know what the fuck's going on um, with that. Well, not ironically. That's what you always say. Legendarily. I know, but it's like, there's gotta be fuck, like Foo Fighters. You have enough money to put out a new album or something. I, I don't know. Um, Kanye, first and foremost, blammo, blammo, um, shitty person. Sure. If, if you never heard him speak or if he never spoke, he would go down as a or genius. You never saw his face. Yep. Yeah. His music's genius. Uh, there's great. not one album that he's put out that I don't like. Sure. He announced, uh, that he's not only putting out one album, uh, on June 1st or 2nd. Okay. Um, he's putting out two. Sure. And he's dropping the next one a week later. So the first one's going to be seven songs, which I don't know what, why that is. I fucking hate that. Just put out a, every album, though, if you go back and look, it's slowly getting to like less and less songs. So I don't know if that's part of the thing or whatever. But uh, right. the last album only had 10. And I think this one's got, this one's got seven. Um, last album was great. Uh, hopefully this one is too. The second album that's coming out a week later, I'm super excited about because it's him and Kid Cudi. So remember when he did uh, Watch the Throne with Jay-Z, now he's in with Kid Cudi. Fuck, man. That's going to be incredible. Those two weirdos. Amazing. Uh, J. Cole's album came out today and uh, shitty. I didn't like like it. Mm. And that that pains me. I I think J. Cole is lyrically up there with probably Kendrick Lamar right now. But this album felt like a mixtape and like some weird piece of art, not like... Uh, an album you release is like, yo, this is going to be a banger. I mean, there's not one fucking smacker on that whole goddamn thing. Nothing you can party with to the summer. It reminded me of an album that you would, you've been protesting all day for whatever protest you've been at. Mm-hmm. You come home, smoke a bag of, mar- of of marijuana and then put this on and you're like, oh man, that's kind of cool. you feel really connected to the culture. Yeah. Cool. That's what that felt like. But there's no smackers. There's no bangers. There's no slappers out there that are you're, you're going to listen to for the summer. It's not going to be your, your summer jam album. Um, it's kind of slow and very... I mean, look, he's great. I just... Nothing on there really stood out for me where I was just like, eh. Um, but Drake 
Drizzy Drake never disappoints. Never. Um, 628th. So June 28th, he's coming out with a new album, uh, Post Malone. Okay. Post Malone is at the end of this month. I believe he's uh, 428 um, is his album, um, Beer Bongs and Bentleys. And that, that guy, if, there's, if you follow him on Instagram or anywhere, there is not a motherfucker more comfortable in his own skin than Post Malone. Yeah. I mean, I, shit. He, I, I don't know where this footage came from or where he was, but like he ran into like a bunch of college students out somewhere. I don't know where he was, like in a parking lot. And they were like, oh, Post Malone, what the fuck? What's up? We're, we're, dude, we're bonging beers. And he was like, oh. We're white as shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, he was like oh, cool, man. Um, and they were like, dude, I could beat you in a beer bong. He's like, no, nah, you couldn't, dude. And he goes, beer me. I mean, on the spot. And it was just like, boom, oh. annihilated this kid annihilated this kid in a beer bong and it was like that's post malone this guy's Gosh. fucking hilariously rad where you're just like all right cool i i thought his whole shit was a joke beforehand he keeps dropping smackers on people so it's like hey I, look um that new song uh, psycho was fucking dope like he's he's doing it good for post malone okay. uh Nicki minaj putting out an album mm. um uh push a t is putting out an album i, I love the last one uh, it was all, it was 12 tracks about selling cocaine, but it was, there were some bangers on that shit. Like, um, rap wise, country wise, I, I got nothing. I've heard nothing of coming out. Carrie Underwood's putting out a new album, which, um, and then she's going to go on a tour. So that's coming out. So we have, at least you have that. I, I'm not huge on, you know, I don't listen to gigantic female artists too often. Sure. Um, blaring them. Carrie Underwood's one though that always delivers. She look, she does. She delivers hits, and and uh, you know she got fifty stitches in her face. She did a live performance the other night, which was incredible, and I mean just broke down crying on stage. Why did she get fifty? She fell. She had a, she had a bad accident at her house, and, it, and oh, it, that's right. Plastic surgery, and she disappeared from the public for like a year to get this plastic surgery and fifty stitches and all this stuff, and. Uh, she comes back out last week, uh, does a live performance on, um, I think it was the Country Music Awards or something, and uh, crushed it, but was like crying the entire time. It was one of the most powerful performances you'll ever see, and you're like, oh, shit. Um, Dang. Yeah. Uh, I am hopeful, uh, hopeful that Prince, uh, there will be new music from Prince this year. Uh, the reason why I'm hopeful is uh, we really, I mean, we, I don't well, I want to say we're ahead of the curve, but we really are ahead of the curve here. Remember when we were talking a couple of weeks ago about Nothing Compares to You and how Prince wrote that song? Yeah. We uh, weren't talking about it on air. We, oh, we didn't? It wasn't on air? No. Okay. So we, you and I were talking about it, and I was like, man, it, that's... Because Sinead O'Connor popped up. Yeah, it was something like on, on the television, and I was like... Oh, because we were listening to Prince like on YouTube? So yeah. it like... Oh, yes, it, that's right. It bumps up to like... Because he wrote the damn song. It's like... Yeah. It comes up on his like... And I, th- I think I told you the story that, that he wrote it and yeah. she got it and covered it and that's how she became Sinead O'Connor. Without that song, she's nothing. Nothing. She's a nothing artist. We never mm. hear about her ever. And my thing that we were talking about... Um, you're right. This was off air. Uh, that I was talking about... I was like, man, Prince wrote this and you know he recorded it. And they... So want- literally she had every note. She had every... Everything. Done. Thing where she just literally and it was recorded, it. and I was yeah. like, uh, and I he he played it live a couple places, yeah. But since you can't have phones at his concert, like I don't know if there's footage of it, and he destroyed right. it. And um, I, I I had always said I was like, man, I just wish Prince would have dropped that song 
instead of her. And then that just been another part of his catalog where you're like, fuck, that's amazing. They dropped the family came out and, and found it in the vault and fucking dropped it last night. And not only I look, I was hesitant at first when Prince died and I heard the family. He didn't have a will. And Minnesota is one of those weird states where if you don't have a will, it, your entire estate is broken up to uh, brothers, sisters, stepsisters, and stepbrothers. Mm. He had like seven. So this, sure. this entire thing is divided amongst the family. Um, I assumed, like every other horror story, that a guy fighting for his music and the rights to his music his whole life goes to seven people who are, let's face it, more than likely not doing that great financially in life are just going to say, fuck it and release everything. And it's, you know, try to make as much money as you can. Yeah, it's going to be a cash you grab. See Prince on like Kentucky fried chicken commercial. Or exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And, and he was very protective about his music and was very protective about nothing compares to you, mm-hmm. but it's been locked away and nobody knew, knew nobody heard the original track. The family released it last night. Um, not only the track, but they, they found old rehearsal footage of Prince rehearsing for the Purple Rain movie. So what they did was they dropped the song on YouTube, Nothing Compares to You, right. and then put uh, the video itself that is playing is Prince's rehearsal, rehearsal footage from Purple That's Rain. Amazing. And it was incredible. And I was like, I, I, I probably watched cry. it like four times last night. And I was right. just like, man... Because you really got to see, I mean, one, the song is fucking awesome. The, the way it he really did it. Is. And uh, he, he took a different spin on it than she did. Um, I, I, I think her version is good. So I'm not going to completely shit on Shanae O'Connor because it's good. They're just to- two totally different versions. Totally different, yeah. But to see him rehearsing for Purple Rain, knowing I, I've seen that movie 80 times. I love it so much. It's one of my favorites. Um, cut to that song. And to know, to see how hard... Prince was working for that movie and his dance moves and all that shit. Like, Oh my God, it was, I mean, it caught me. I was like, Oh, yeah, it is. I am. I am. I'm getting a little choked up. Yeah. Because it's nothing compares. And then it's scored to that. And you're just like, Oh Oh. my God. And you realize again, yet again, if you don't know how great Prince was, how great he really was. We were just like, God damn it, man. I mean, the moves and everything and the shit that he was doing in rehearsals. And it looks like it was in this dingy basement. Um, there was, you ever been to like a dive bar that plays like, you know, the bands play, but it's Jesse un- has never been to a dive but bar. I, I know, but like underground where you have to walk underground and you're just like, man, there's no windows in this motherfucker. Yeah. There's nothing. Yeah. Or you're in, you look like you're in a basement. That's what it looks like he's in. And it's just mm-hmm. like, shit, did Prince not have money or was that his choice to where he wanted to rehearse? Um, I can't figure it out. And the cool thing was, was the band that was rehearsing with him during this period of his life. Um, they went back and interviewed him. Uh, the guy who had done part of the arrangement on this song for nothing compares to you and asked him about it. And they said, Hey, uh, and the guy tripped out. He lost his mind. He goes, man, I, I haven't heard it since we played it. Oh my God. It was never released. Oh, yeah, 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 he, yeah. he goes, dude, imagine playing on a song and never hearing it. And like never hearing it until fucking 30 years later. He's like, dude, it's, it's like a ghost coming back from the past. We were just like, holy shit. I played with Prince and I did this song and it was amazing. 
no one believes you probably, you know, and then yeah, yeah. no one's ever heard the recording. It comes out and then they interview this guy and then he went into, into the story of why it was never released. And it was unbelievably fascinating. So he broke down the lyrics and he said at that time in Prince's career, um, the, the, the song itself, like uh, all the flowers that you planted, honey, in the backyard. Yeah. He was a single guy. He was going after an image of this sex symbol and all of this shit. He didn't, he, the, the song is about uh, domesticity and being domestic and, you know, being at home and, and all of that shit. And he goes, I didn't want, he told the guy who, who recorded with him, I don't want my fans to think that I'm married and I stay at home and I plant flowers and I'm pining over this woman that I lost who used to plant flowers at my house and make my house nice and all of that shit. And then they asked him who, who he thought the woman was. And he goes, uh, that's the other part of this weird mystery with this song is it isn't about a breakup or some girl like everybody thinks the song is mm -hmm. that it's some like lovingly longing song. Um, it was his personal assistant who used to take care of his house and uh, a family member had died, so she had to leave. And he was like, dude, she handles my finances. She plants the flowers. She cleans the house. She takes care of everything in my life. Uh, hence, nothing compares to you. And it was about yeah. his personal assistant that was missing for like, she went, she had to go back and handle a death in the family for like a couple months. So he wrote this song about her. And he goes, I didn't want people to think that the song was about me pining over this girl and if they find out the real meeting then it was about my assistant oh. people aren't going to be stoked about it and when this guy told this story you know it all made perfectly good sense and i was like shit um and also prince was so private with his music that he didn't want it coming out and uh and he he didn't um but it left me hopeful of like shit if this is in the vault what else is in the vault that this family is just gonna like release open up because this song is professionally done mixed everything so it's not like it required anything else other than releasing it when you hear it it, it sounds like his style during the purple rain era um when you hear nothing compares to you during that era so when you when you play it you're like oh shit yeah i, I could i could see him recording this with the rest of the album it sounds exactly like prince and the revolution like it's dope so how much more shit does he have and now I kind of want it out into the world. And they, the last question they asked this guy was, what do you think they should do? The family should do with the vault? Cause allegedly there's thousands of songs. Um, and they said at the time during the eighties, Prince was writing one song and recording it a day and he plays all the instruments. So he was mixing it and doing it all himself. God knows how much is in the vault, but this guy said, I think it would be awesome for the world and his memory. If they release all of this shit and he goes, I look, I, this Prince was the kind of artist, though, that wouldn't want anything out that he didn't. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's a reason why it's in a vault, because if to him, it wasn't perfect. Yes. So there's something to. Uh, yeah. And I'm I know you want to hear I'm it. I'm torn on it. You're right. I, but as far as like, right. if you really do, you know, want to respect this person that you love. Yeah. Die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is there any in there that's maybe like completely finished and totally? I don't know. This one was. Uh, there's uh, apparently there's a lot because he did it all. Uh, you know, all himself. He plays and all those instruments. There was a reason why he didn't want this out. I know, and and I get it now, but in hindsight, it, and I, I don't think, know if that was the reason. I think it was like 
I guess that was like some of the reason, but it seems that he was like, I gave this to somebody for them to be their song. And I'm not going to now like turn it into my song. But well, here's the interesting part about it. So the first person he gave it to was a band called The Family that was on his label. Okay. Um, they did the song. Uh, it didn't do well. Right. It just went fucking unnoticed, unheard, whatever. Uh, th- this band, The Family that was on his label, they were like, look, man, Prince was going through it at the time. He just didn't have enough uh, oomph to put mm-hmm. us out there into the world. Like he mm-hmm. just wasn't. He was going through so much other shit and that, that the band never took off. And then he said Sinead O'Connor covered it and that's when it blew up. And, uh, and then they asked the guy, they were like, well, what did, did Prince, what did he tell you about his feeling about this song? Mm-hmm. And uh, the Sinead O'Connor version, he goes, he hated it. No. <laughs> yeah. Said he hated it. And he said he didn't mind if people covered his shit, but he wanted to be asked first. I thought he gave it to her, like, as a, like, hey, I want you that's to what sing I thought. this. Yeah. So it was literally just a cover? Just a cover, that's it. And so, uh, you know, because he wrote it or whatever, they covered it, paid the, the, the royalties on it, and, um, oh, okay. and, then, that's and, then, different. and then the guy said this to Prince, the same guy, was just like, but Prince, this, you're going to be fucking loaded after this song because Mm -hmm. it's the at the time that was like the biggest song in the world for 80 weeks in a row i mean something crazy um and he can eat my dinner in a fancy restaurant i mean when you hear those like yeah the beginning everybody knows it it takes you right back yes yeah 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 Oh, oh, hello. Um, oh, nailed it. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, no, not that. But um, <laughs> uh, but with that, so the, the guy said, yeah. you're going to be rich, Prince, off of this song. Hello. You should be amped about totally. it. Totally. And he said, it's not about the money. He goes, I don't care about money. Prince. It's about the fucking art. And he goes, uh, I just don't like her. She never asked for it. She never asked for the fucking song permission. So he didn't Prince was it. a little bit annoying sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. I, Prince is a little bit annoying sometimes. Come on. He was great. So lastly, in, Sorry, this, in, this, in this interview with this guy who, after reading this interview, was super fascinating because this, this, this guy seemed pretty close to him. And he said, uh, uh, they asked him, they were like, well, what, what's with the whole fucking, you know, shit then and everything in Prince's life and, and all of that stuff then, you know? Because mm. he never came out and publicly slammed her either. Um, and he said, look, Prince was well aware of what he was trying to do and his art and all of that shit. And he thought if he could become this, you know, enigmatic person that, uh, it would leave everything vague. You would always be wondering, but it would also be everything about the music. Um, and then this persona of Prince that is just Hmm. seems otherworldly. And he goes, uh, behind the scenes, hardest working dude in the biz, always recording, loved music, loved arts, life, all of it. Um, and, and that was the real thing, but the, the whole persona of Prince was a creation, which that was my, I thought from the get go about him, um, that all of this was just a a hilarious joke, just to Prince and his friends where he could be like, Hey, I just did all this fucked up shit to people for all of these years just to do it because I'm Prince. And towards the end, he was like, he went on like, uh, shows like as himself kind of being like, I'm Prince, you know what I mean? Like. He was kind of making fun of it towards yeah. the end. Oh, yeah, a yeah, yeah, bit, yeah, for sure. he would do, like, appearances, like, for sure. I'm ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think he, yeah, I would like to think that behind the scenes there was, like, a wink. 
Do you know what I mean? So do I. Of like, I know, I know what I'm doing. Um, the other fascinating twist to this story about the the new song coming out in the uh, the video, which and none of this was coordinated by the family or anyone else, but uh, the same day, the the, the morning of the uh, uh, the guy who's running the the investigation, because they they were gonna try to charge someone for giving Prince all these drugs for ODing. Okay. Um, and he announced he had a live, live press conference, like literally two hours after the song dropped. Um, again, uh, not, it wasn't coincidentally like, I mean, it was just a coincidence, not, it wasn't planned or, or okay. organized that way. Um, they said they weren't going to press any charges against anybody that, um, there was a, a bottle labeled Vicodin and in it was fentanyl. So he was taking what he thought to be Vicodin and it turned out to be fentanyl and he fucking OD'd. Um, now look, was he hiding that from somebody else or whatever? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, Prince, Prince. Yeah. I'm yeah. good on it. I don't want to hear anymore. Like, you know, you don't really need to go in that depth of stories about it anymore. Like same with Tom what, Petty. Me? Me? No. Oh, then the world. Yeah. I don't need, I don't um, want to know that Tom Petty died. I don't know. I don't want to know no. that OD'd. I don't want to know that Prince OD'd like. Yeah. Because the real deal is that, you know. You don't think, even if you take a little little pill, a little thing, like, yeah. you don't think you're going to die. No. You're not doing it on purpose. But, you know, you are, you're playing, you're flying close to the sun every time you do. So yeah. I, I think that he absolutely knew, but, you know, he wasn't trying to kill himself. He was just, you know, I heard that Prince was in a lot of pain, right? He was. And I'm sure Tom Petty was too. So it's like. Yeah, but both listen, of them uh, do, hip replacement, by the way. Yeah, you do what you you gotta do when you're so. in fucking pain, dude. And you still want to work. You still want to tour. I mean, Petty had just get gotten off of tour, right? A week, a week, so a week like, earlier. Same with Prince. Prince. Prince died yeah. three days after he played in Atlanta. And when um, you're trying to work through like pain, pain, yeah, no. shit like that's gonna happen. So yeah. it's like, you know, is it a bad thing? Like, oh, he's a drug addict and blah blah blah. He was trying. I think he was trying to keep working when he should have been resting. And that will always be a problem, I think. Yeah. Well, nothing compares to you, Prince. Uh, you killed it, my man. Oh, I thought you were going to say me. No. Yeah, no, no, no. no, no, no definitely no, Prince. No, no, definitely, definitely Prince. Prince no. If you could put that, <laughs> if you could put that on the end of the audio show, that'd be great. What? Uh, nothing compares to you, the Prince version. The Prince version? Yeah, that'd be great. Check it out and tell me what you think. I, I really I mean, I dug know it. it's going to be way different, but. It is. And it's. Uh, and the other one just. There was some so surprises. Like there was a saxophone in there instead of like a hard guitar that I thought Prince would have just shredded on. But uh, again, it, it made sense for the music he was making at the time. It sounds like from that first album. Stick it on the end of the audio show. It'd be great. Okay. Uh, with that, we're going to get to the revolutionary figure of the day, shall we? We shall. I, I, if you don't say we shall, oh, I, I then don't you don't do, do it. it. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm I, so I don't sorry. Fucking do it. You need your routine, um, or you just go crazy. This one's going out to uh, Earl Bruce. Earl Bruce was uh, the head coach for the Ohio State Buckeyes in the '80s. Um, feisty, fucking dude, and uh, super hard fought coach, and uh, an interesting. He was one of the first coaches. Um, at a major college program who just did unhinged press conferences. Uh, it I was in the, that. it was in the 80s during, uh, I love a bit of like, um, you know, the Earl Bruce, Bobby Knight era, that, that yeah, type of yeah, stuff. Yeah, where yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. like, Hey, 
there was some hard-nosed guys who were out there who were just like, I will do anything at all costs to win and punch like, people, Like, you know, back in the, like, uh, locker room, they're, like, shoving kids against the, like, the thing. Yeah. Like, get your fucking shit together. Yeah, exactly. And, like, exactly. nobody's pressing any charges because you're like, coach, no. you're right. Yeah. And, and that's just the way it goes. And with that... um, he didn't do very well. Like Ohio State wasn't very good in the 80s. Um, They replaced him with a guy named John Cooper who came in afterwards. And John Cooper was a complete fucking pussy. Um, Your stock standard, boring fucking guy who just couldn't win the big game. He won a lot of games, but couldn't win the big game. Couldn't win a fucking national championship, which is such a pussy. And all of his interviews. Yes, he was a fucking Comey. And like, I hated John Cooper as a coach. I hated him. And it made me like, you know, you go back and watch his old, old Earl Bruce tapes and his speeches and the way he talked to people. And he was passionate and he was, yeah. he would fucking go up to fans in the stands and, and he was rad. So I'm throwing it, I'm throwing it out to him because uh, he was one of the first guys who was uh, doing those type of press conferences and really telling it, telling it like it was, which we love on this show. We do. We do. Fun show. This flew by. Um, yeah. Jesse Wiseman. Yes. You're probably going to hell for what you said about the Asian people. But, um, <laughs> it is what it is. We probably lost half our listeners today, but uh, what else? We have a huge Asian now. You guys know I'm partly joking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> partly. Good, good rock. Yeah, good rock, everyone. Uh, for Jesse Wiseman, I am Ross Patterson. This is the revolution. Go out and pre-order When Darkness Falls. He doesn't catch it. The sequel to A Night She Cries While He Rides His Steed. It's everywhere. Amazon, barnesandnoble.com. Do it. Support the show. We love you. Good night. Good night. It's been seven hours and 13 days Since you took your love
this now. Rosie Gaines.